Tony Thompson to UEBO. We are going to talk to investigative writer with the Illinois Policy Institute, Patrick Andreessen, about Chicago's crime. Hi, Patrick. Good morning, Fawn. Thanks for having me. Would you drink pumpkin spice Jack Daniels? I'd give it a try. Really? Are you a white girl? Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> it's the season, right? Uh, not for me, man. I can't. I just can't. All right. So as um, we talk about Chicago crime, um, I read a report that said the crime numbers have actually declined. Could this even possibly be true? That is the case. We put together a wow. 10-year crime retrospective, and we saw that total crime decreased by 29% over the past 10 years. That's fantastic, until you look at the crime yeah. that's happening. Yeah, that's the downside. We looked at a few different types of crime, including a number of violent crimes. And what we saw is, for the most part, they're down. But crimes like assault and motor vehicle theft, they hit a 10-year high last year. And in particular, homicides were up 41% over the last decade. Well, they need more gun laws then, right, Patrick? Because gun laws stop bad guys from shooting people. Uh, you know, looking at where this crime is coming from, a lot of it's being perpetrated by people who don't much care about the law. Exactly. Thank you for just clearing up that thing for people in Illinois who are listening. All right, so it is good news that the crime numbers are down. I mean, that's good news. But it appears that the people who have gone bat crap crazy are making the lives horrible for the people who live around them. It, it is difficult to see. Uh, again, on the upside, we saw that you know crimes like burglary, robbery, battery, and theft, they're all down for the most part. Uh, and uh, particularly bur- burglary has seen a large decline. But yeah, we are seeing you know very violent crimes like homicides that are still up. And uh, that's a shame because there are a lot of Chicagoans who are impacted by these crimes every day. And remember, a homicide isn't just up. It's up 41 percent. And if you're asking me, even the numbers from before you did this report were extremely high. So if it's up 41 percent, that's a giant jump. It is. But we need to keep in mind that that's over the past 10 years. It okay. is down from 2021, but at the same time, 2021 was the most dangerous year in Chicago in the past quarter century, so not not down by much. Have you seen the video of the kid who a van pulled up and tried to carjack his car, and he just pulled the gas thing out and sprayed them all with gasoline? Uh, I have not. Yeah, it's awesome. That's what you call using 100% of your brain. It's like, what do I have for what? Gas? There we go. Um when you talk about robbery and battery and things like that, they're down very, very big time, especially burglaries. Is it because we just don't have cool stuff in our houses anymore? We don't all have safes where we keep our money, our money's in the bank. Um, everybody has a flat screen TV. They're not really worth all that much anymore. Why do you think that's fallen or are people just not calling the cops anymore? You know, it's it's hard to say why it's falling, but it does seem like fewer people are calling the cops. One of the other things we found that was really interesting in this report is that arrests hit a 10-year low last mm-hmm. year. So in particular, it seems like a lot of Chicagoans just don't know if the, the police are up to the task of addressing some of these crimes. And that's not entirely their fault, given the decline in resources they've had under uh, over the past few years. Yeah, you can't be everywhere at every crime when there's only three of you. So that's a problem. <laughs> And if you're going to continue to defund them, 
they cannot get to as many incidents. And some of them, I guess people are just like, I don't know. I'm just worried vigilanteism is going to break out because people are just done with with criminal activity. And if there aren't enough cops to get there, we're going to have people having to do things that are going to haunt them forever. You know, it, it is very sad to see. There, there was some optimism, though, a silver lining of Johnson's newest budget is that he opened, reopened some mental health clinics, and he also provided more funding to the CPD. But there's no direction of where that's going, and particularly at addressing the over 1,000 police vacancies that are uh, currently in the CPD. So redirecting some of our efforts there, I think, would go a long way towards helping. But, to, you know, to your point, a lot of this crime is happening in areas where it's not necessarily the commuters and the tourists who are getting impacted, but the Chicagoans who sit there and live through it every day. And, you know, protecting them should be the city's highest priority. Yeah, I agree. And funding police has, has got to get an uptick here because who would want to be a cop if you're not going to ver- make very much money and you have to risk your life every day? I mean, when you weigh the importance of seeing your family... I mean, I know there are people who are called to service, but I mean, they, they all joke about the paperwork, but it's they want to get home to see their families. If you're not going to pay them enough to even go out there and not that you're I'm, I don't want that to sound wrong, Patrick, because you don't weigh how much your life is valued by how much you're paid. But it's more of an incentive to want to go out there and try with good training and money, don't you think? Oh, I'd say so. I think police, uh, you know, are some of the most giving and uh, brave people in our society who are coming forth to try and, you know, help us and keep the rule of law. And, you know, there are a few things we can do as a city to start helping them more. And that, that does start with funding and filling those vacancies, but also addressing things on the back end, such as, you know, improving witness protection so more people feel comfortable coming to talk to the police about yeah. these crimes and, and result in more arrests. And, helping the, with the court systems to help them process, particularly under the New Safety Act. Well, it is nice that the crime numbers are down. So Yahoo for Chicago. I, You know, we used to travel there for whatever reason and, and not feel intimidated in any way. And now I won't go there because I don't want to risk. I don't want to risk it. It just it's one of those places like Philly. I won't go there either. There's just no way. But it is nice to see that some of the numbers are down. But we've got to do something about prison, um, people getting out of prison and recidivism and stuff like that, too, because if there aren't any options, they are going to turn back to crime. Yeah, we have to we have to support people coming out of that system. You know, once they've once they've paid their dues, we need to make sure they're able to reintegrate because there's a there's a cost to making it difficult for them to reintegrate. Yeah. And it's it's a big one. It's a very, very big one. All right. So if we look at assault, that's up by only four percent. But everybody wants to know up from what? How do do you have um you do have a graph here from 2012 all the way through 2022. I'm not going to lie, graphs confuse me. So I'm, I'm trying to follow the lines with my fingers here for um, assault, but it kind of mm-hmm. runs into car theft, so I'm getting a little confused. But it stayed pretty much the same, right? So from, we saw pretty high numbers in 2012, and we saw a fair dip through about 2017, and then it started to spike up a bit again. But coming into this year, yes, we you know we saw uh, even though it's not a large percentage increase, we saw the most assaults we've seen in the past 10 years. And you know the sad news is going into 2023 in the first nine months, we've already beat that record. So yeah, 
And then I'm looking at battery. What do you mean by that? Like assault and battery, just people get in fights or domestic violence or what is that? Exactly. Uh, violence against uh, other individuals, um, uh, mostly under the pretense of, you know, not stealing anything, but just causing harm. That's gone down significantly in the last 10 years. Yes, that you know there there are a lot of uh, very encouraging stats here for Chicagoans. Again, we you know there are some crimes, particularly the violent crimes like homicide and assault, that we still need to address. But this is a, a promising sign for the city, at least looking at the past ten years. And uh, I, I think it it should serve as a bit of a shining light for a lot of Chicagoans. Yeah. So I mean, kudos to them for crime declining. I. I, I can't help but always wonder if it's because people aren't reporting things, but I think it's also because the criminals are going after the bigger dollar. I'm sure drug dealing and stuff like that, we don't have the numbers on here for that, but um, it is good news for a change out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Where do people go to read the full report, Patrick? Well, if you want to read about our uh, crime over time report or our homicides report, you can go to the Illinois Policy website. Uh, we also have some reports coming up looking at where robberies and motor vehicle thefts are taking place. So if you're interested in that, I would definitely suggest uh, following us and uh, keeping around to learn more. Yeah. Go to the Illinois Policy Institute for all sorts of things that happen for all of Illinois. It's not just the Chicago area, but I found this interesting because... Crime is way down, violent crime is way up, and uh, if the punishment fits the crime, then the punishment should be held without early release. Patrick Andreessen, investigative writer, Illinois Policy Institute. Thank you, sir, for your time today. Thank you, Fawn. I appreciate Uh it. Bye-bye. They always do such good work.